Welcome to A Bad Bee with ADHD. I'm Finty and this podcast is going to be a place for all things ADHD. The good, the bad, the ugly. Also, I can't always guarantee I'll stay on topic, but that's very on brand for me. If I've learned one thing from having ADHD is that I've never had a unique experience in my life ever. So here we are. I'm just going to put it out there by saying I'm by no means a professional or an expert, just a girl with ADHD speaking from experience, just trying to better understand this neuro spicy brain of mine. So please, please, please seek the help of a professional if you feel like you need it. And with all of that out of the way, I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, Don't worry, I did disappear on you all for a hot minute, but I'm back. Life with ADHD means inconsistency. And that's just going to be how it is sometimes. So that's me. Apologies. But I am back. That's the most important thing. But jumping into this episode, this one is called Let's Get Physical. So just putting out there, don't worry, don't panic. I'm not going to get you all to start running 5K whilst listening to this episode or doing squats or hit exercise workout. Like no physical activity is required whilst listening to this episode. What it is all about and what I want to talk about is all the ways that my ADHD actually impacts my body physically. And yes, that is a thing. And I had no idea about it. And so I wanted to talk about it. Um, Of course, I once I kind of found out about this idea, I spent hours hyperfixating on the internet, finding about all, all of these different ways that my ADHD brain actually somehow has an impact on my physical body too. So yeah, and turns out there's actually a lot of them. So get ready. There's going to be a lot to cover in this episode, but let's jump straight into it. If you are anything like me and you find yourself constantly being covered in bruises, from regularly walking into things like door frames, stubbing toes, you name it, I've done it. You just feel like you're naturally really clumsy and you have ADHD, then this episode is especially for you. So sit tight, I'm about to reveal all. But yeah, obviously growing up, I would always say that I was really clumsy, like walking into things, tripping over things, my own feet being included in that. I feel like just somehow walking normally as a functioning human being in a straight line, how everybody does I was just somehow not capable of doing that properly so yeah um I literally have so many embarrassing stories and memories growing up that involved me like tripping over something um and just like injuring myself somehow the most iconic and memorable one that I still triggers me to this day um consisted of me getting overly excited about something in school and I was running and I tripped over this like really short wall and I fell flat on my face and I like scraped up all my knee and literally the scar was there for way too long, like three three years, two years, I don't even know. But even the embarrassment scar was scarred on me for way too long. I'm over it now, the scar has disappeared. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just always felt like I was really like uncoordinated too. And now I think about it, like I was just bad at sports that required good hand-eye coordination, um, for tennis for example oh my goodness tennis was a disaster for me like I could not hit the ball for the life of me you know when you're supposed to serve the ball and like bounce it on the ground no I just I couldn't even do that so yeah let's say I avoided tennis after that point um but yeah my sister was always the same we were just both really clumsy and so once I got diagnosed I was thinking about it and I was like I thought maybe if we both have ADHD, maybe it's not a coincidence that we're both quite clumsy and uncoordinated. And uh, yeah, it turns out your girl was right, um, which I love. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, so of course, after I figured this out, I was like determined to find out and understand why I was just naturally clumsy AF and what part of my ADHD like had to play in it. Because obviously 
it was clearly what well, I didn't realize a big part of it. Um, so obviously it's all to do with neuroscience, which I am no expert in, and I don't really have any understanding of um, what neuroscience says, but I'm basically gonna try and summarize it for you all and keep it short. But basically it turns out that us people with ADHD, we have physical differences in our brain matter. So that for a start was like, oh, my brain is literally physically different to that of a neurotypical person, which is great. Um, But specifically, it turns out that our cerebellum, which is basically responsible for like fine motor balance and other things like that, um, they're actually smaller in our ADHD brains. So yeah, that's good to know because it kind of just confirmed to me like, how different our brains are and I guess yeah it just is another reason why I stopped trying to make my brain function like a neurotypical way because I physically can't change the size of things in my brain um I'm no brain surgeon I can't go in there and do some little tweaks and make my cerebellum any bigger than it is I feel like that's really helpful because I'm like oh of course naturally if the part of my brain that is responsible for me being coordinated being able to balance being able to do all those things that I'm normally supposed to be able to do is naturally smaller then of course those things are gonna be impacted and I'm gonna be clumsy I'm gonna be uncoordinated um so yeah I'm kind of cool with it now um we're working on it and I will kind of go into it in this episode and how you can improve on being uncoordinated and unbalanced and all of those things so now moving on to one of the things that I think I found so crazy out of all of this stuff in this episode and was like a real WTF moment for me. Um, So basically most of my life, people have pointed out that I could never walk in a straight line, like walking down the street with somebody, I'd always naturally like drift towards them. And I'm assuming I probably drifted too when I wasn't with anyone, but I just obviously never noticed and nobody was pointing it out. Turns out it's all something to do with this thing called postural, postural sway. Now, when I stumbled across this term, it was like, oh my goodness, that describes what I'm doing to a T. And surprise, surprise, it was linked to ADHD. And it was just like a, all the kind of pieces fell together moment. And I was like, wow, okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to try and explain it. So with the help of the internet, basically, everyone experiences postural sway to some degree. So obviously, we're all going to like struggle to balance or like naturally, if you stand there with your eyes closed, everyone's going to sway a little bit. But what I found out that it's common with those with ADHD that experience greater levels of this postural sway. Um, and it's safe to say I'm one of those people. Um, so yeah, I feel like it blew my mind when I was stumbling across this thing on the internet that said there's a term that is refers to the ADHD walk. And it's literally a term that talks about abnormal ways of walking with increased postural sway um that's obviously like an indicator of issues with coordination or balance and obviously that it's more common in people with ADHD so there is literally a term for the thing I was doing that I didn't know I was doing um so yeah if you also experience that and people have called you out for you walking funny and you have ADHD I'm telling you why and it's because you have issues with postural sway and balance But yeah, I just thought that was so crazy. And I was like, there's even a term for the thing that I was doing. Now, I can't really speak on my experience of this personally because your girl is unmedicated. um, And I'm just kind of here figuring out life in this brain of mine. But what I thought was interesting that obviously some of the medication for ADHD has actually been found to improve the effects 
of these things that I was talking about. So like postural sway, coordination balance. Um, now, obviously, I have absolutely no idea how it works or why it works. Um, so I'm not even going to attempt to explain or figure it out. Um, but I just thought it was something that I'd never even thought medication could improve. So, yeah, con- turns out they considered absolutely everything with the medication. But um, I just thought it was really interesting. So if you have started taking medication and you interestingly maybe have noticed, like looking back, that you've become a lot less clumsy or you're a bit more well balanced or maybe you can start doing things like yoga, um, which is obviously an added bonus, then that might be the reason why if you started your medication. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is all about this thing to do with something that I saw on TikTok and it's all around neurodivergency and ADHD and hypermobility. So obviously as soon as I saw this, I was hyper-focused and decided to search all about hypermobility being more common in those with neurodivergencies. So obviously as soon as I did, I hopped on Google and I was like, found the test basically for hypermobility and I can literally do, I think there's about five and I can do all of them. Um, But yeah, so I think it's safe to say that I am hypermobile. Um, But I was talking to some of the girls on my cheer team about this because obviously a lot of us are neurodivergent and surprise, surprise, a lot of us are also hypermobile. So now I'm kind of like super intrigued into how many people have the same thing that are neurodivergent and hypermobile. So I'm going to give you all a fun little test to do. So I want you to go and search up hypermobility test and try them all out. Um, And then I'm also going to leave a poll on all my socials um for everyone to vote if they are or not after they've done the test because now I'm just super curious and want to see how many people actually are because I want to prove a point it's actually so funny looking back because obviously when I was growing up I was just always super flexible and I've always been able to do the splits my entire life without really having to stretch or try um, but my back isn't flexible at all. So like doing walkovers, back bends in cheer is just a no-go for me. And I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Why am I flexible in some parts of my body and not in others? But obviously now it kind of all makes sense with hypermobility because it's my joints that are the things that are flexible and it's not my muscles being stretchy or bendy. So yeah, that kind of explains that, that all the joints in my body are flexible and it's nothing that I'm doing that's any special. So yeah. That's kind of like a a positive in a sense because as somebody who does a sport where flexibility is kind of a good thing, um, yeah, there, there is positives, but obviously I'm also more likely to get certain injuries being hypermobile, doing a contact sport. But I guess, in my opinion, at least I'm getting injured for a reason like that's actually a sport rather than me just being clumsy and falling down the stairs and twisting my ankle. So yeah, there's benefits, pros and cons to all of these things so obviously after finding out all of these different things that I've talked about so far in this episode um I was convinced that people with ADHD must have more trips to A&E in their lifetime than a neurotypical person um but yeah I think it's the fact that obviously our impulsivity and risk-taking behavior uh means that we're more likely to get injured and that mixed with us being more clumsy and unbalanced is just kind of like a combination and like a recipe for disaster. Uh, so yeah, I'm. I think I'm a be- the best example of that. I've had more than my fair share 
of trips to A&E and medical centres over the years. If you can name it, I've probably done it. I've had multiple concussions. I even cracked my head open, falling off of a bunk bed on a cruise ship. So that was great fun. I needed stitches in my head. Um, A little bit traumatic. Uh, I've had sprained ankles. I've hit my face and knocked out front teeth. Uh, Yeah, safe to say I think I've done it all. Um, But I was convinced that this surely can't just be me because my sister was also constantly in A&E. So yeah, of course I did some research and guess what? I wasn't wrong. And there are studies that actually say that those with ADHD are nearly two times more likely to be injured. So yeah, we're definitely more accident prone, which is great, but at least there's now a reason for all of my like regular trips to A&E. So I'm sure that there must be other people out there with ADHD that are like, I am that person too. I was always in A&E growing up. I was always doing something. Um, But yeah, I think it's just those combination of those two things that just means we're more likely to injure ourselves. Now, moving on to some not so serious and extreme ways that uh, it shows up physically in our ADHD. So obviously we're all familiar with the five senses, but basically it turns out there's actually other senses that aren't really talked about and they affect you more if you have neurodivergencies. So listen up if you are neurodivergent. Um, these other senses are vestibular, proprioception, and interception. And I'm going to try and go into each of them and let you know how they show up. But if you've ever wondered why you're always walking into door frames and knocking things over, being covered in bruises, again, being clumsy, but just from like day-to-day living... That's probably to do with proprioception and it's basically responsible for the positioning and movement of our bodies. So like our sense of our body in the space around us um, and obviously it's just isn't the same as somebody who's neurotypical. So it explains why I always seem to smack my arms and my limbs into the same place on my door frame no matter how many times I walk in and out of my room. Um, or I hit my leg every single time on the same corner of my bed without fail and get covered in the same bruises all over my shins. Um, But I've come to accept that having ADHD and being neurodivergent just means I have terrible spatial awareness and I'm just learning to get used to it and the bruises that unfortunately come along with it. But what's really strange is that I actually did an online course at the end of September last year And it was all to do with understanding autism. And obviously that was the first time that these other senses were kind of made, I was made aware of them. But I guess, and the word like proprioception was mentioned, but I never put two and two together that it was something I was experiencing with ADHD um, and kind of just assumed it was specifically autism because they didn't give specific examples to what was going on. And maybe then I would have twigged and realized what was happening. But I just realized that when these aren't physical examples of how it shows up, just explaining that, oh, preoperception is, you know, somebody who's autistic struggles with the space around them. And I just never would have figured if somebody had said, oh, yeah, you walk into stuff all the time. I'm like, yep, that's me. Hello, I'm part of that like group. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was really interesting that that was the first time I kind of heard the term preoperception and never knew what it was. So hopefully now that can give you a little bit of insight as to why you might be always smacking into that same corner of that door that you always walk into. So again, just like everything with ADHD, we are either zero or a hundred and there's no in between with that. Um, and I guess that's especially true for me when it comes to 
the most basic human functionings. And it's all down to something called interception. So that's basically the senses in relation to our internal organs. So they let us know if we're hungry, thirsty or have to go to the bathroom. Uh, so basically functioning as a human being is interception is responsible for all of that. So without realizing, this is something that I've had issues with since being a child and even now still as an adult. Um, for me, eating regularly throughout the day has never been something I've managed very well. It can either be that I can go all day and not be hungry for hours at all and then suddenly I'm starving and there's just no in between. Um, I've done it since I was a child and I still now growing up have had headaches all the time and I'm assuming that's down to the fact that I literally never knew when I was thirsty so I didn't drink anywhere near enough water and I was just constantly dehydrated AF which was a nightmare. Um, I also did this thing where I would go, wouldn't go to the toilet until I was like so desperate as a child. I've got better as that thankfully now as an adult but yeah I just I really struggled to like think that I needed to go to the bathroom but as I've got a lot older like managing some of these things has got a lot easier I know with the water I, I drink a lot more water now I'm a lot better at staying hydrated and that's obviously thanks to my dopamine water bottle which is like this thing that I decided I was going to get a water bottle which I liked the look of that I thought was fun cute whatever so mine is actually a hydro flask that I've covered in stickers that basically reflect my entire personality so whether that be cheerleading now ADHD um pink you name it it's on my water bottle star signs so if you don't have one and you struggle to drink water I do highly recommend getting some kind of dopamine drinking bottle um, but while I am on the subject, I'm just going to plug it here. Uh, I thought I'd mentioned that I've actually recently just launched some of my very own neurodivergent theme stickers, and they're quite cute, that are available to shop on Redbubble. So if you want to decorate your own dopamine water bottle, and I'll link them kind of in this sh the shop in this episode description for you to be able to check out. So we can all have super cute dopamine water bottles and stay hydrated together. But I just thought I'd drop that in there quickly because I'm super excited about it and I wanted to share it with you all. Um, but yeah, I guess kind of thinking about it in this episode, it's kind of just confirmed to me that having ADHD for me personally, and I think for a lot of people, is kind of like being drunk 24-7 in so many ways. But most definitely when it comes to the physical things, like being clumsy, being unable to walk straight, ending up in A&E, uh, having hard time sensing basic human functionings. Uh, yeah, I just feel like I'm living life like I'm drunk 24-7 and it's great. But yeah, I feel like in this episode, I've just kind of been throwing loads of information at you guys. But obviously, of course, I'm going to now give you some tips and advice that I found that have really helped me in this department in terms of all the physical stuff that my ADHD affects. So if you're clumsy and uncoordinated, listen up, because coming from somebody who very much used to be and is now someone that somehow does a sport to, that requires a very high level of coordination, um, I'm telling you now that it is possible for you to work on it because it's something that actually has weirdly increased my confidence because being clumsy wasn't giving me confident girl energy at all. Um, so we wanted to change that. But I'm here to tell you that if you don't want to be in your clumsy girl era anymore, you can too very much change it. And my advice is going to just be by starting to do more like balancing exercises. So if you like yoga, 
um, try that out. That's great. Learning to like control your body more, um, even if you can start really slowly by doing some like stretches at home. But for me, it looks like going to the gym and working out and even using like really light weights to gain control of your body and your muscles is really helpful in the gym. And of course, if you want to do a meet and throw yourself into a challenge and join a sport that requires coordination, then obviously I would 10 out of 10 personally recommend doing that. But that's just me. Um, Don't get me wrong. Obviously, I still regularly experience those familiar things from like unknown bruises, walking into doors. Um, smacking into things all the time but obviously I feel like now I'm definitely more in control of my body than I ever was before so yeah I feel like it's nice to just be able to control my limbs more of the time than I used to basically and I guess then when it comes to the internal things too in terms of eating and drinking obviously having a dopamine water bottle like I mentioned is great when it comes to staying hydrated I guess you could also try drinking like a few different drinks if you really don't like water, getting some like of the, I don't know, like squash drops that you can get to just spice up your water, having different options like a hot drink, a cold drink, like a cup of tea, just to get your liquid intake up throughout the day if you really don't like how boring water tastes because I know it's not for everyone. And then I guess coming to food, because that was a really big one for me, I honestly now have started to schedule in times to eat meals. And I know that sounds so crazy to anyone that's never done it before, but I guess it's if I'm really not that hungry, then I still make time to make sure that I'm eating. And actually now I feel like I'm hungry more that I know I'm having a meal time, if that makes sense. So I really recommend doing those things because obviously we need to make sure that we're taking care of our body and eating and drinking because those things are kind of the most important. So feel free to try them out, see what you think, uh, just try lots of different options and see what works for you. But I know those are the things so far that I feel like has really worked for me and really helped. So I'm going to keep doing them. I guess that's everything for today's episode and hopefully I'm back to uploading episodes more regularly for you all although I'm not going to make any promises but yeah I was majorly struggling with the motivation but I think and hope that I've got my mojo back now um, but yeah I hope you've enjoyed the episode and it's something a little bit different and maybe you've learned something about your ADHD that you didn't know so yeah as usual I've linked some of my favourite and useful websites that I've used for this episode below if you want to read more and also along with the link to my Redbubble sticker shop so feel free to check that out too. Uh, I'm thinking of doing my very first guest feature episode coming soon because I feel like even though I'm just getting used to doing this style of episode I kind of want to switch up try something different I love a challenge so maybe that'll be coming soon so stay tuned for that but yeah hopefully that's something you'll all be interested in and I guess I'll see you in the next episode